Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Easter is over, right? I mean, if you go into any retail store this week and you see any Easter merchandise there, I can almost guarantee you it'll be on deep discount by now. In America, this is sort of how we deal with holidays, or what used to be called holy days. We begin to celebrate for days, if not weeks, leading up to the actual day of the celebration. And then when that day actually gets here, we celebrate one last time with some fervor. But then we sort of like to be done. We like to move on to the next holiday that is coming on the calendar. But the church calendar tends to work in exactly the opposite way, especially when it comes to the most important holy days. While indeed there are seasons leading up to those holy days, those seasons are really meant to be distinct from the day itself. They're meant to be preparatory seasons rather than extended celebrations of the day that is coming. For instance, the 12 days of Christmas that are sung about during December do not end on Christmas Day, but begin with Christmas Day and march right on into January. And when it comes to Easter, Easter Sunday is but the first of seven Sundays that is dedicated to the celebration of Easter. No, Easter is not over. In one sense, in the church year, it's hardly just begun. And there's no event on the whole church calendar that receives a longer period of celebration because there is no greater thing to celebrate. The fact that the Easter season continues on is a great reminder to us that the impact of what happened on Easter in our lives is not confined to a single day filled with lilies and trumpets and alleluias. It continues on in our life forever. You cannot stop Easter. And that's because you cannot stop the one who is behind Easter. You cannot stop the risen Jesus and the reign of his kingdom. All of our readings for today help us to understand how true this is. In our gospel reading for today, we are told that Thomas, one of the twelve, doubted or disbelieved whether Jesus was really alive. That even after the other apostles had testified to him that they had both seen and touched Jesus. But that would not stop Jesus. That would not stop Easter. No, Jesus showed up to Thomas and invited him too to see and to touch and in so doing destroyed the disbelief that was in Thomas's heart. Jesus brought forward from Thomas an Easter confession like no other. My Lord and my God, Thomas said. No, Easter would not end there in that upper room. It could not end. It does not end. In our first reading from the book of Acts, it sure looked for the moment like the power wielded by the religious elites of the day not to mention the strength of the doors of the prison those elites put Peter behind might put a stop to the proclamation of the resurrection. But neither those elites nor those doors could stop Easter either. 
No, Jesus opened the doors of the prison and set those prisoner or those disciples free. He told them, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. What life? Well, the very life that was offered to all people because of Christ's death and resurrection. No, Easter would not end there in that prison cell. It could not end. It does not end. And in our reading from Revelation, we are told how the aging apostle John had been exiled onto an island called Patmos, which sits off the coast of Greece. Most agree that this exile would have been part of the persecution of Christians that was being conducted by a Roman ruler named Domitian. But would exiling the last living apostle onto an island stop the proclamation and the power of the resurrection? Well, no. Even from there, the voice of the resurrection sounded forth like a trumpet. The implications of the resurrection were proclaimed boldly to the seven churches that John addressed the revelation he had received too. And though each of those seven churches each had their own issues, those issues too could not stop the life that God had given through the resurrection from spreading further throughout the world. Put in the image of that revelation that we heard about today, Jesus essentially told John that the proclamation of the resurrection could not be stopped because behind that, the true power of the resurrection was this one that was described in Revelation. This son of man who had eyes that were like flaming, like a flame of fire. It was this one who was strong as bronze. It was this one whose voice roared like many waters. It was this one who had a sharp two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, which was the very word about his death and resurrection. Behind it was the one who said he had the keys now to death and to Hades. Easter would not end there on the island of Patmos. It could not end. It does not end. Even before the resurrection had occurred, Jesus had told Simon when he renamed him Peter about the unstoppable nature of his kingdom. In most translations of the Bible, we are read that we are told there that Jesus told Peter that not even the gates of hell could stand against the church and its spreading throughout the world. Now that word translated hell in the original language is the word Hades. It's the same word that we heard Jesus say in the book of Revelation that he holds the keys to. So what is Hades and what does it mean that Jesus has the keys to it? What does it mean that Hades can't stand against the spread of the church? You see, Hades was simply in the people of Christ's day the simple place that they thought all people went when they died. And so for Jesus to say that he held the keys, or that that couldn't even stop his kingdom, he was simply saying that death itself could not stop his kingdom. And that was true not only of himself, as his own resurrection proved, but it would be true of everyone that would be included in the kingdom of God through faith. Not even death 
Not even the gates of Hades could stop the power of Easter. Easter would not end anywhere. It could not end. It does not end. Not prison doors or exile or doubt or anything else in all of creation could stop the power of the resurrection, for indeed not even death itself could do so. And we should know also that nothing in our day can stop the church which is fueled by the resurrection of Jesus. But sometimes we wonder about that, don't we? We wonder if perhaps the church is slowing down and might one day halt. We wonder this sometimes as we watch the world changing around us, as we watch on the news where symbols of Christianity are destroyed and where the people of God are murdered. We might think that an important church burning down to the ground in Paris might mark the end of the church and its importance. We might think that terrorists attacking Christians in Sri Lanka as they gathered on Easter Day to celebrate Jesus, that that could stop the power of the resurrection. We might think that all of the cultural change that we see around us in our country might just stop it as well. But they cannot. Of course, those things do cause trouble for the people of God, and in some cases are indeed appropriate places for us to mourn for a while. But in the end, we must know that none of those things is able to destroy what was started on Easter morning. And thankfully, nothing within us either can stop Easter either. Not our own sins, not our own doubts, not our own fears. For all of those things, when they are brought to Jesus, are destroyed by the power of Jesus' resurrection as well. The gates of Hades, they could not stop Jesus. He burst right out of them. Our own graves, they will not be able to contain us either because we belong to Christ. For Christ has the keys and he will turn them on the last day. It doesn't mean there won't be troubles in the church. It doesn't mean that the church won't at certain places and in certain times shrink numerically or not be perceived to be very important in the cultures it exists in. But it does mean that the power of the resurrection cannot be stopped. And in that we rejoice. We rejoice today in that truth, even when we see changes all around us. We rejoice that the forgiveness and life that are given through the death and resurrection of Jesus are given to us time and time again in his church. And we rejoice knowing that on the last day, it will be to prove true that there is nothing more lasting than the power of the resurrection of Jesus. We will proclaim on that last day and already proclaim today that nothing can stop the power of the resurrection, not even the gates of Hades. And if not the gates of Hades, well then nothing else either. If you have thought or wondered if there are forces more powerful than the resurrection of Jesus in the world, well leave those lies behind today in repentance. Simply look to Jesus, who left behind the tomb and has ensured that his kingdom will come among us day by day and week by week. 
Look in faith to Jesus, who was dead, but now is alive. Look in faith to Jesus, who is coming back to manifest the power of the resurrection one final time. Look to Jesus, for he will take away your doubts, he will forgive your sins, and he will give you his life. Easter is not over. And that's not just because there's five more Sundays on the church calendar to celebrate it. It's because Easter is never over. And we say to that, thanks be to God and to his Son, the Risen One. Amen.